You're listening to Jane Talks to a Wall, a podcast for people who like to hear me talk. I'm your host, Jane, and this is me playing a little ditty. Hello, and welcome to Jane Talks to a Wall. I'm Jane. The holiday season is upon us, though the Christmas cookies have been on sale for at least a month now. I mean, before Halloween. So that's kind of crazy. I myself don't consider the season of giving to start until after Thanksgiving. But yeah, as I said, that's that's just me. I am back after quite a long hiatus. Um, well, what is back? I am back with a holiday special after a long hiatus. And because my time seems to be quite short at the moment, I will be going off little to no script for today's episode, as well as most likely not editing it. So uh, let's see how this turns out, everybody. It'll be, it'll be a fun time. Um, basically, what I want to talk today, um, what I want to talk about today is gifts, um, giving and receiving during the holiday season, essentially. So something that we are seeing more and more of in the wake of the climate awakening is that people seem to be less interested in receiving gifts and less interested in gifting things that will undoubtedly be tossed aside and end up in some landfill somewhere. I think this is really excellent. And this is the kind of um, feedback that we are really interested in seeing. I mean, that people who are interested in the environment and um, who believe in climate change are interested in seeing. I think... Um, yeah, last year for me was the Christmas that I really kind of started to get down to business um, in terms of like zero waste Christmas. Um, all the gifts that I gave were either self-made, re-gifted, thrifted, or handmade by someone other than myself. Um, I only used recycled bags from previous gifts that I had received, or I even like created or crafted some gift wrapping, um, which I'll talk more about later in the episode. Um what I didn't do was make like a big fuss about it to my family. Um, but as I was gifting them or giving them their gifts, I told them why I gave them these things or, or why it was important for me that I wasn't buying new things for them, um, why it was wrapped the way it was and how important it was to reuse things and to, to give things a second life, a third life, a fourth life or whatever, when we can to upcycle, recycle, whatever, um, that I really wanted to celebrate a Christmas without the waste. Um, and, especially because since I don't live nearby my family, for me, it wasn't really about what kind of money I could throw at giving them something, but the time that I could spend with them. This is, of course, like a huge transition for most families and for most people from what like our idea of the first world, um, the first world countries like know of Christmas, you know, and it's not going to be something that happens overnight. Unfortunately, that's just the way that that's just the way that we evolve as humans. Um, so it will take some time, I think, for a lot of people to get away from this idea that we've fostered for so long. I mean, if we get back to the roots of Christmas, you know, whether you're religious or not, like they have very different roots. So what we've kind of turned this into is is something different all on its own. Um, I mean, and in a way, it's like our own tradition, which isn't bad, but we also have been 
well, I, I don't want to go as far to say that we've been manipulate, manipulated by consumerism, but it could also be a little bit of that, that we have the feeling that we need to invest all this money because people don't think that we care about them if we're not spending at least 50 bucks per gift or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I, I digress. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I've never really loved receiving gifts. I mean, of course, everybody likes to be showered with with love in different ways or, you know, showered with, yeah, some people prefer actual gifts. Some people prefer other things, time, quality time, or um, just the thought that someone was spending time thinking about them, that's enough for them, you know, and just like someone using their words to tell them how important someone is. You know, I put so much value in, in getting a card in the mail from, from a friend or from a family member telling me why they love me or or um, why they value my friendship. And these things are so much more meaningful to me than, yeah, some some bracelet that someone gifted me. I don't know. I mean, that's me. Yeah, I'm a special person. I think I think if you know me, you could probably agree. But yeah, anyway, now I have this great excuse not to receive gifts, you know, because I'm like, well, I don't I don't really want the waste and I don't have the space for gifts. I don't need these things. And if, you know, if I don't need them, then I just can't really justify the production of something that doesn't serve a purpose for me. Um yeah. And, and to be fair, you know, I don't want to sound ungrateful. So there's like certainly a fine line here. You know, it is super easy to hurt people's feelings when we start on this path. But at the same time, I think it's really important to stick to your guns and reiterate your wish to receive, let's say, unconventional gifts or no gifts at all. Even as like a teenager, I would always ask for like a gift card because there was maybe something that I really wanted to have, but it was too much money for my grandmother to spend on a gift for me. But I thought, well, if, if four people give me 20 euro gift or $20 gift card to this store or whatever, then I can buy the whatever it was that I wanted. And then I have what I wanted and everybody was able to contribute. But like my family had this really... <laughs> And I, they still do. It's definitely not a past tense thing. They really staunchly believe that a gift card is like the shittiest gift that you can give somebody. Um, and I d disagree on that wholeheartedly. Um, I, I get the, f okay. All right. Let's say it's all about how you frame it. So if you give someone a gift card and you're like, yeah, I really didn't think about what you might like or what you want. So like, whatever, here's 20 bucks, do whatever you want. Then maybe it's not like super nice to be like, oh, cool. I was an afterthought. I love that. <laughs> but if you say like, Hey, you know what? I know that you mentioned that you really wanted this particular, I don't know, let's say tool. And it's something that I'm just not able to, to invest like enough money in to get you right out, like outright. So here is a contribution towards that. Or I remember that you said that you needed a new bike and, you know, I can't buy you a whole bike, but here's 25 bucks towards your bike and that'll get you a little bit closer, you know? So in that way, I think it's, it's really nice. I mean, it doesn't have to be a gift card. It could be cash or whatever, <laughs> Just, I think it's really important though to talk to your family about these things. And I'll get to this a little bit more later in the episode. Back to the point, how can we move, like, how can, how can we change the holiday season? How can we move into this like zero waste, 
low waste mindset of giving with these things in mind. Um, so I think the best way to do this and the easiest way to do this, and this is why I brought up the, the, I'm going to hold the microphone because I want to sit back. <laughs> Let me sit back and tell you a story. No. Um, so the reason I brought up the whole example with my family from last Christmas was because I wanted to show you that the best way to do this is to set examples for our family and for our friends through what we give and how we give those things. So just as I did again with my first zero waste Christmas, you know, I explained the wrapping. I explained the gifts that I was giving and I explained the why. And this really is so vital. You know, this is the important part. Your loved ones, your family, your friends, they need to understand why you're doing this and why it's important to you. So if they see that, you know, they will be, I think, more likely to jump on board, even if it's only to please you. And that's not bad, maybe, you know. Um, I think my grandmother would be much more willing to cooperate with this this idea if she saw how happy it made me or if she, you know what I mean? So, so then where, where should we, we start? Okay. God, I, th- I am really struggling today. I apologize. <laughs> I, whew, today was maybe not the day, you know, I thought I started the day. I'm just going to do a quick aside. I started the day off to a very normal start, you know, woke up, did yoga, hit the showers. There's just one singular shower in my apartment, but I hit that one shower. And then this was, this was the mistake. I came back into my room and instead of getting dressed for the day in like normal clothes, I put pajamas on. Um, and I think that really ruined me. I do, I feel great about the decision. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel really good about it. I'm cozy. It's cold outside. Like it's not really sunny. It's a little bit gray and it feels like a great decision. But now that I'm trying to be productive, I'm thinking all I want to do is sit on the couch and not have to form thoughts and words because I'm too comfortable to do so. And it's Sunday, the day of rest, as they call it. But honestly, the podcast makes me really happy, and I've been more upset that I haven't been able to produce episodes than, like, the fact that I have to, like, actually put some work into this and record an episode and edit it and publish it and whatever. Again, let's get back on topic. So let's talk about what to gift. What can you give your family members. So I have a number of categories. I'm going to go through the categories really quickly and then break them down. So things to give, quality time, re-gift, give experiences, could donate money. You could provide them with acts of service. You can renew subscriptions for them or give them homemade things. So now let's break down each of those categories because I have a number of ideas for you. These are by no means exhaustive. Maybe they spark another idea for you. Maybe you put some research in and you find someone else who came up with other ideas. It's just what I could think of off the top of my head. 
things that I would love to get, things that I would love to give, and things that um, follow this idea of a low-waste, zero-waste, perhaps, Christmas. The first thing of quality time would be maybe a spa getaway. Maybe you could, I don't know who the gift's for, maybe it's for your best friend, maybe it's for your partner, maybe it's for your mom. You give them a massage and you get a massage as well. It's a gift for you too. Hey, look at that. Um, You know, then you go together. You make a whole day of it. You know, sit in the quiet room or have some cucumber water, get your massage and just relax. You know, take some time to wind down with each other. But but being there next to each other, you know, you don't have to be talking the whole time. I think that's also something that's so understated is that Quality time doesn't mean that you're actively like exchanging ideas or doing something for the other person or with, I mean, yes, you're with them in the sense that you're in the same space, but like it's, it's, it can be a very passive thing. I'm just saying, like, I think that it's also important to remember, remember that quality time, quality time, I'm going to enunciate my words from now on. Quality time does not always have to be active time. So a spa getaway together, just relaxing in the presence of one another, you know, that's also something super valuable. Um, Another gift in quality time is cooking together. Um, You know, I think this is probably best gifted for like to someone that you don't live with already. Um, But, uh, you know, whatever you feel is right. Maybe your partner is the one that always cooks. And so then instead you cook for them or your roommate or whatever it is. Um, but what, what my idea was is, you know, you have a friend, you have a family member, they make something that you love and you say, you know, I would love for you to take, I would love to take the time and learn this from you. Or you make something that they love and you say, I want to teach you how to do this yourself and let's do it together. And let me show you step-by-step how to make this the same exact way that I make it. It's delicious every time. You love it so much. You know, this I think is especially good for grandmothers with great skills in the kitchen. You know, for my grandmother, she makes the best chicken and dumplings in the world and no recipe that you can find online, Pinterest, whatever, is going to match the deliciousness that is her chicken and dumplings. And... I am, of course, not an eater of chicken and dumplings anymore, but years and years ago, I learned how to make it with her from scratch, and I think that was such a valuable experience, not only for me, but for her as well, because, you know, she feels like she's passing something on. She's giving me some legacy. She's giving me, you know, a full belly, and if grandmothers don't love that, then what do they love, you know? Um, Another idea is a weekend getaway with your loved one. Um, that could, you know, go to a bed and breakfast, stay at a bed and breakfast, or, you know, you guys wanted to do that hike. Yeah. Take the trip, go hike camp, whatever it is, you know, you can come up with tons of ideas, but you know, it's, it's also about putting, putting action to our words. So we've always talked about going up there to that, to that quilt shop and you know what, let's just do it. Let's just, you tell me a weekend within these two months and let's go ahead and do it. It's on me, whatever. That's my gift to you for Christmas. It's, it's time spent together. Um, 
Another option, a less expensive option is maybe a staycation, you know, stay in your home or just maybe have a sleepover, watch, watch a great movie and, and have some stovetop popcorn or, or do something within your community or your town that you've always wanted to do or that they've always mentioned in passing, like a tour of the graveyard. Um, well, okay. That's like a very specific example because I'm from um, a town with some historical historical graves and so we definitely have some historical um, tours including those grave graves and they're really cool and I know that my mom has wanted to do that for years and years and years and the funny thing is is we know the tour guide he was one of my teachers years ago and it's just crazy that we've lived in this town I mean my mother has lived in this town for 35 years and she's never done this and always talked about it. So, mom, if you're listening, maybe you know what you're getting for Christmas. I'm just kidding. I'm not there. <laughs> so we couldn't do it together, um, which would defeat the purpose of quality time. But, you know, next year maybe when Corona is uh, taking a vacay, I don't know. Um, like a really long vacation if you're listening, Corona. So like a really kind of a really long one would be nice. Another gift on quality time. I think this one's really quirky. Um, you could, like, I think this one's really quirky. I'm a quirky girl. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> this is not a great state of mind for me um, for recording today. And, well, we're just going to, we're just going to get through it. So something that you could do is sit down with, with one of your loved ones, with one of your friends, you know, bring some of your favorite memories, some of your favorite photos with each other and make a small scrapbook together. Take two hours on a Sunday or a Saturday or whatever and say, Hey, you know what? My gift to you is going to be quality time. Here's what I need from you. I want you to bring your 10 favorite memories or photos of us. And we're going to or just don't even tell them. Don't even tell them what you want to make. Give me a surprise. And then surprise, they get to your place. You've got it kind of set up. Maybe you have some stuff lying around the house already. You know, it's it's really simple to make a scrapbook. You don't need to buy a scrapbook. You can make your own books. Also very simple. Just, you know, look online. There's different techniques. There's like a Japanese sewing technique. Um Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> we, we don't need to get into the bookmaking thing. I'm just saying it would be really sweet to make a small scrapbook, you know, and maybe it's not a photo. Maybe it's a memory that you write down on one of the pages or that your, that your friend writes down and you let them take that home with them. And that's really important to them. And it shows it's something that they can keep and look through and remember how important your relationship is, how important your friendship is. And, um, that's really lovely, I think. So another another idea for quality time is maybe a ticket to a sporting event or, I don't know, Disney on Ice or what are other things that people buy tickets to? Of course, right. Um, I mean, concerts. I'm going to talk a little bit about concerts later, too. A concert's also a good idea if you're into that band. If you're not, maybe... That's let's save that for a different gift. But like if there's something that you guys like to do together, something that you like to watch together, a sport or um, a musical artist or um, a musical, let's think what else do people do entertainment of any kind? pretty much, you know, gift them two tickets or well, gift them a ticket and say, let's go together. <laughs> we are back to the next category. I'm going to take the mic out of the stand again which is regifting. Um this 
you know, can be a touchy subject for some people, but I think it's a very easy and very great thing to do. Um, I'm not suggesting that you give your aunt the gift back that she bought you last year. Um, that's not the kind of regifting that I'm talking about, but maybe you got a vase, maybe you won a vase or someone gave you flowers and it came with a vase and you're not a huge fan of them, that vase. I mean, okay, the flowers are, they're long gone, but you're not a fan of the vase or you don't have a need for it. You think that it would fit in someone else's home quite nicely. So get some flowers, put them in the vase, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That is a gift. Um, that's not even on the list. So, <laughs> um, okay. So first on my list under the category of regift is, this is quite specific, but it's a, it's an anecdote, if you will. Um, I used to collect brooches. I, I was a cool kid, really cool kid. Um, when I was about 12, no, let's say 12, 13, 14, 15. No, God, was I that old? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, cool kid, I used to wear a brooch. We had school uniforms, and I, I was trying to be an individual. Look at me. I can't fit in. I can't be like the others. So I collected brooches, as grandmothers do, and I wore them every day, but that wasn't enough. I matched my eyeshadow to the brooch. So if you weren't jealous, you can be now. It's fine. I've got plenty of tips. If you're interested in doing the same, just reach out. <laughs> you know the email. Or if you don't, it's talk to Jane at janetalkstoawall.com, and I will give you all the hot tips on where to buy the best brooches. And that actually is thrift stores um, because they just don't make them like they used to. No, but I mean, if you're going to collect a grandmother thing, that it needs to be like the real deal. So anyway, now I've got all of these brooches um, and I, I don't really wear them anymore. You know, for a while I saw that trend on Pinterest where, where brides make like bouquets out of brooches. And I was like, oh my God, that is something that I can do with my brooches. But again, I was what, 18 when I saw that and was like, that's so cute. Oh my God. And, and now I think about it and I'm like, <laughs> gag. I mean, if that's, if that's something, I'm so sorry. If that's, hold on, let me rein it in. If that's something that you did or are interested in doing, please do so. It's a beautiful idea. Um, it just felt a little bit inauthentic for me. Um, I'm not sure. It. I just feel like I've come a long way from the brooches and the eyeshadow. And, you know, it just doesn't really have a place on my wedding day. Let's, let me just, let, let's just say that. Um, right. So the point I'm trying to make about the brooches thing is I've got all these brooches lying around now. And you know, there are people in my family who like brooches and who want to wear brooches and who do wear them and they, or they use them to like clip a pashmina or a shawl or, um, what are these, like these capes, you know? And so I thought, you know what? I've seen her wear one before. I think this one would match a lot of her outfits. I think it's kind of nice. Then I'm going to gift one of my favorite brooches that I wore quite often to my aunt because I think that it would look great on her. She could wear it with that shawl. Or she loves these colors, you know, and for her, it was even more special. That's because it wasn't like, it was like, you know what? This was important to me and now I want it to be important to you kind of thing. Um, Right. 
Or maybe let's get off the brooches thing. Um, it might come up again. Who knows? It's a hot top. Um, hot topic. Okay. Sorry. Oh my God. I really do apologize for this, but then I don't. It's, it's a fine line. So next up on the regifting front is like, maybe you have an article of clothing or an accessory that a member of your family or friends group really likes. You know, maybe there's this top that your mom has always loved that you have and even better, it could fit her. You know, that would be that that's the ideal here. Um, (laughs) obviously I'm not going to give something to somebody that wouldn't fit them, but like, you know, if, if it's this top that my mom has always raved about, then I say, you know what, mom, I want you to have this top now. You know, it's not really, it's even if it is in my heavy rotation, like I would love for you to have it because I know that you like it. And in this way, we're also doing like a little bit of a clothing swap and we've, we've made our wardrobes more fresh and exciting without actually having to buy anything, which is also nice. Um, or maybe it's this necklace that you feel like your sister could totally rock and that um, you would like for her to have now. So you gift, you re-gift this necklace to her. Um, maybe it's that second saw that you have hanging in your shed and uh, you don't need to use anymore. So you gift it to somebody in your group that might need a saw or would like to have a saw, someone who's interested in woodworking or working with their hands, um, someone who's working on a project. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously if you're not going to like gift a saw to your eight year old nephew who has no need for that, but like if someone has a need for it, or if you feel like someone could use that, then that's a great opportunity for you to re-gift something. Or maybe, you know, maybe it's that veggie spiraler that you got last year. You got it last year for Christmas and it's been at the top of your pantry ever since, never been opened. It's in the box you're obviously not going to use it. If you haven't used it in a year, you're not going to use it now. So find somebody that loves to cook that could use that, who likes to spiralize their different veggies and, and get, get some veggie pasta going. I don't know. Um, so those are some ideas for regifting. Um, and now we come to experiences. And I think this is this is similar to quality time, but it has some differences because you don't have to do the activity with the person, but an experience is really more focused on like an active participation. So some ideas that I thought of are, you know, maybe you can play a game. Maybe this person loves games. Maybe, I mean, if it's just two people, hide and seek is probably not the greatest game to play, but I mean, maybe you, maybe, maybe you want to get back to this, this old life. <laughs> I used to play this game with my best, my best friend and her sister when I was a kid. Um, and I would love to play it again. You know, I'm going to just really briefly explain the game to you because I think it's a great one. It's called Fanny Panny. Um, this is pretty much for North American homes who have overhead ceiling fans. Um, maybe you have overhead ceiling fans in other places, but I mean, in Europe, I don't really see them often, so I don't know where else, um, they are super popular, but if you need an overhead fan for the game and you turn the fan off, obviously, and you don't, I mean, you don't want to like overlay load the blades, but you know, after you've dusted because they should be clean for the game, um, or maybe this is how you want to dust though. It could do more harm than good. Um, you load the blades up with panties, it doesn't have to be panties, but in our case, it was panties. Um, you could do socks. You could do rags. You could do 
marshmallows. I don't know. You could do whatever you wanted. Okay. The point is you do that. Everybody gets their station. You start, you, you, you stand at the ready. I mean, knees bent hands, hands between your legs, you know, like you're in the outfield at the baseball game. Okay. Wow. What is going on today? Woo. So you're ready. Someone flips the switch. The fan turns on. It starts really slow. So nothing's slanging yet, but then it starts to pick up some speed and panties, socks, marshmallows, whatever they start flinging and you have to catch as many things as you can that have come off the fan. And the one who caught the most is the crown champion of Fanny Panny, Fanny Panny. So that could be a game that you want to play with a loved one. Um, you know, you know, be a kid again. I don't know. Play hide and seek, play capture the flag, pull out the board games, like have a, organize a game night for someone that, you know, loves games, um, play a card game with them. Take the time. I don't know. Learn bridge or Pukino or whatever these games are and, and play it with them. Um, another experience you could plan a scavenger hunt for somebody, maybe, um, you want to give them something special or you just want them to have fun solving clues and learning a bit about you or something specifically and doing these riddles and you plan a scavenger hunt for them and that's something super fun. I mean, I would love that. Um, you could take a class together. This is maybe more conventional. Okay, fine. I'll do some conventional things too for all you con conventions out there. Oh my God. Jane, pull it together. Okay. So you could take a class together. You could do a dance class. I mean, it doesn't have to be ballet. It could be like a tango class or salsa, foxtrot, I don't know, classic ballroom, something like that. Or it could you know, be a hip-hop class. Hey, let's get crazy. You could do like an acro yoga with them. Maybe they're into yoga, you're into yoga, and you've always wanted to try this. They've always wanted to try this. Like, let's do this together for six weeks or something. A cooking class. Maybe it's one night. Maybe it's over a month. I don't know. Or a pottery class. Also a great thing to do. I did that with my sister um, like, oh, God, 13, 12, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. No, it must have been longer than, no, I'd, it's probably like 11, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Let's go with that. And it was, I think it was eight weeks, once a week for eight weeks. And it was so special, like so, so special to both of us, I think. And it's something, one of my favorite memories that I still look back on, like, really value that time with her and just like doing something together, learning something together and like kind of like nurturing a skill together. It's also super fun. I don't know. Okay. Maybe an experience is taking someone on a lovely picnic, planning a, planning a picnic for them and taking them on a picnic, just enjoying a quiet meal together, chatting, exchanging, just being together, sharing, sharing something together, you know, um, perhaps you want to go to an art gallery or an exhibition opening. Um, maybe again, here's the concert thing that could come up. If it's a concert that you guys are both interested, interested in, you could go together. Or if it's something that you know that they love, but isn't really your thing, you could just give them two concerts and they can invite, uh, not two concerts. Don't give them two concerts. I mean, unless you're a singer, in which case do as many as you would like to, I mean, you don't have to be a singer to give a concert, but you know what I'm saying. Um, you could give them two tickets 
tickets to a concert. Um, another idea is, is taking them out to dinner, um, dinner and a movie, you know, just spending some time together. Let's, let's go for dinner at this restaurant that they really love or the restaurant that they've been talking about trying or, you know, something that you always say, Oh, that's a special occasion. I mean, or something that you used to eat years ago that you used to go to all the time and you haven't really been, I don't know, something like that. Maybe, um, like other, let's say, quote unquote, date activities could be fun to do with people of any sort. Like it doesn't have to be a partner. You know, maybe it's tickets to the symphony or the ballet or the opera. Maybe you go play putt-putt or laser tag, you know. Get get creative. Just do something fun with them. It's all about the experience. That's it. Next on the list is donating money in someone's honor. Um, I think this is a really good one. Um, and I've actually been like super appreciative. I recently had a birthday and I had a number of friends reach out to me and say like, hey, I know that you're not really interested in getting gifts. And I'm sure that there's like, if there's anything that you need, please let me know. But I would really be happy to donate money to your favorite charity. Could you please tell me some organizations or causes or charities that are close to your heart? Heart, and I would love to donate money in their name. And this was so meaningful to me um, because like it, it is rewarding for me. It's, it's a very lovely gift and it's so much more than that too, because it shows that they're listening to me and hearing me. And I love that as well, obviously. And that for me was like the bigger gift, but but what I'm saying is, um, ask your friends or family, your loved ones, you know, what charity or cause is close to their heart and then, and then donate money in their name. And, and that is your gift to them, you know, and another idea you could, you could play, you could, I'm sorry, pay to plant some trees in someone's name. That's also a great thing to do. There's tons of different things. I'm sure that you could pay to de-plastic the a portion of the coastline or clean up this or that, or, um, uh, you could donate money to some, some ocean research. I don't know anything that you can think of. That is, that is something that's also, um, a gift for someone that goes towards a greater purpose and, and could be really meaningful to them. Which brings us to number five acts of service. So I think this is also super understated, but something that we should definitely take more advantage of um, within our circles of friends and family. A great act of service, this is something that I did last year for my grandmother, um, was to clean out her garage. Um, I cleaned out her garage with my sister and her husband. Um, that was something that was super important to her. She wanted to be able to go out there and get stuff done and not feel like, uh, I don't know, a snake was going to drop from the rafter or whatever. We took the entire day. We took everything out. We cleaned it from top to bottom. We made sure to sort through things and put things that she needed in a place that she could reach them. Um, we made sure to dispose of all the things that she didn't need or that could be given given away or donated. We sorted through all of that and did that for her. Um, and she was so thankful, you know, that she was so happy to have that done and so happy that she had people that she could trust to do that, you know? Um, and so I think that that's something that's great to offer. And maybe it's not even that you clean their garage. Maybe you offer to take over their spring cleaning for them and you do like a whole top to bottom, super intense, deep scrub of their home in the spring or in January. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
or you organize their pantry and you say like, hey, I'm going to help you get organized and let's let's sit down and do a meal plan or let me help you um, use all of the things that you have. Let's get organized so that you can see what you have. I don't know, whatever. Maybe you need to use your skills to help them with something that they're maybe less skilled at. Okay. So perhaps that's repairing something that they need fixed. Maybe you know how to fix bikes and they have a bike and they want to ride it, but they don't know how to fix it and they don't want to spend the money to fix it. So you can offer to fix it or they need their brakes changed and you can change their brakes for them. Um, you know, maybe it's finally taking the time to sit down with your mom and teach her how to use Instagram and that's your gift to her. You're not going to get frustrated. You're going to take plenty of time. You're going to show her how it works. That way she feels like she really got something out of it. It was an act of service on your part but also some quality time in there as well. And, um, you know, or maybe you set up the DVR or whatever it is that might be technically challenging for a loved one, okay? Another gift idea is to renew someone's subscriptions, like I said. So for me, something that was on my wish list this year was um, a gift of, of money towards my website costs, towards maintaining my website. And I think it, like, maybe it seems cheap, but I don't care. Like, this is something that's important to me. It's something that I would like to maintain. Um, if they don't, if, if no one gets it, if no one gets it for me, then that's fine. Like, I'm not going to shut down the website or something, but it's also nice to know, like, you know what, this website was made possible by a gift from so-and-so. And that's, that's also nice to think of because then every time I'm working on the website, I'm thinking of them and I'm, I'm thinking of what they contributed to that and how they helped me and how they, you know, it's also like, maybe a little bit of that they believe in you and that they want to support you, that kind of thing. Other, other subscriptions, you know, you could renew their subscription to the New York Times because we all love that crossword puzzle. Let's not lie to ourselves. We love it. Maybe they have Spotify or Apple Music or something and they love to hear music or podcasts on there and you want them to be able to do it commercial free and let them download it. Then, then renew that or renew their Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whatever. Um, you could pay for their lift ticket if they're into skiing, you know, gift them that. Or, you know, a month of yoga class passes if they love yoga or just a gym membership in general. Um, also something, I mean, you don't have to pay for the whole year, but you could just, just pay for the month. I mean, maybe it's something that you could contact their current gym or contact their current yoga studio and say, hey, I'd like to pay for their next month or their next six months. And, um, here's, here's that payment for them and then they don't have to pay it. And that's like a sweet treat for them to say, oh my God, I, somebody paid for that. That's so nice. You know? So that brings us to our last category of gifts, which is quite possibly my favorite category of gifts, which is handmade things, handmade things. That's very eloquently put, I know, and can include honestly anything. It could be knit goods. It could be homemade treats like some homemade chai syrup or I don't know, Rice Krispie treats or your best attempt at shortbread or I don't know. I don't know. Anything that you feel like, I mean, maybe you make Christmas cookies or maybe you like to bake in general or maybe you don't. And then it would be even more meaningful that you baked for somebody and you gave it your very best effort. You know, when you put together a little bag of cookies for them or a little tin of cookies or whatever, um, maybe you make your own hygiene products and you could share those with others. I know that seems kind of weird, <laughs> but like, for example, I make everything 
you know, maybe, maybe somebody that I know is like, oh, I'm looking for a new laundry detergent. And I know that, you know, I want to try to move away from laundry detergents with microplastic and I want to do this. And maybe I make them a liter of laundry detergent. You know, that's, that's an idea. It's super easy, super simple. And it's a great gift for them. It smells nice. Maybe it convinces them how cool and easy it is to make their own. I don't know. Um, you could gift them art, you know, maybe, maybe you're an artist Maybe you took this really nice picture of them and you you print it out and frame it and gift it to them. You know, that's also something really nice. Um, you know, you can make them macrame or any kind of hand, hand art, hand art, hand artistry, hand artistry, I don't know, that you're good at. Um, whittle them a thing that you whittle. Um, yes, my expertise is coming out. I know. Hold on to your hats. Okay. Um, oh, a good one. Sorry. I forgot. I forgot it. And then read it and was like, Oh, this is a good one. I really like it. Um, maybe you cook a lot and they love your recipes, but you are kind of secretive like me. And you're like, well, if I give them the recipes, then they don't need me to make them. And then they don't hang out with me anymore because they fully obviously only hang out with me because the food is delicious. Um, but then you think actually, you know what? They might actually just like me as a person and like to spend time with me, or maybe it's somebody in your family and they have to still like you, even if you give them your recipes. So you say, I'm going to make them a tiny cookbook of all of my recipes that they love so it's like five recipe cards. I don't know what it is. And you just make it and say, from my kitchen to yours, I don't know. Or, you, or okay, let's say you want to remain anonymous and you want to remain secretive. So you just put all the dry ingredients in a glass jar or in a tin or whatever. And you don't tell them what it is. Like you don't, I mean, obviously you tell them what they're going to make, but you don't tell them like the proportions that you've put in so that they, they don't know. They don't know what the secret ingredient is. And then you just say like, all you need to do is add a fourth cup of oil and, you know, a cup of milk or whatever. I, I don't know how badly off that was from like a dry ingredient recipe. Um, I'm not a baker, <laughs> but whatever. Um, also, that's a great way to remain anonymous. Well, I mean, your recipe remains anonymous. <laughs> Um, cool. Okay. So maybe you paint them. Okay. I don't mean like their body. I'm not talking body paint here though. That's an option if you're into it, I guess. Um, you could paint like if you're an artist, I mean, we're going back to that. If you're an artist, you could paint them, you could paint their home, um, like on a piece of paper or actually paint their home if they would like that and you're capable of it. Um, you could paint like a memory, something that you shared with them, you guys at summer camp or your favorite swimming hole or um, that time that you rode a roller coaster and threw up after, um, but it was really funny. Obviously, it was like a memory. Okay, maybe that one was too far, but you know what I'm saying? I don't, don't throw the, don't paint the throw up. This has got to be edited out. Like it's, it obviously must be edited out. Other art forms cross-stitching, resin jewelry, or resin goods, I don't know, jewelry, anything that you want to do with your hands, or hey, hey, you know what? You can't. You're not, a good, you're not good at this. You're not a crafter. It doesn't have to be handmade by you. It can be handmade by anybody. You could support small business. You could support local artists or small artists that you found. You know, it doesn't have to be made by you. Um, that's also fine. Let's just touch really quickly on this too, because I think a lot of people are like, well, yeah, but what about the kids? You know, 
they need toys. They want this. And that has to be, you know what? Kids are simple, actually. Like kids are quite simple. And I think that we make them very complicated and demanding. I mean, Christmas is also a fine time. Like kids don't need, okay, well, let's just, I'm not going to get on my high horse. I'm going to stay down here on the ground, lower to the ground. So it hurts less when I fall. Um, it's just, this is a great place for hand-me-downs to come into play or even secondhand finds. You know, we don't need to invest more money in plastic parts, plastic toys. There are plenty of plastic toys all over the place. Maybe you have, maybe you know somebody or somebody else in your family who, whose children have outgrown these toys. And you could ask like, Hey, you know what? Could I give you a couple of bucks for some of those? My, you know, I would like to re-gift something to my niece or to a family friend's child, or I would like to do, um, like participate in Operation Christmas Child or what is it? Isn't it called Operation? Maybe it's just called Operation Christmas. But you know what I mean? Where you like adopt a child and you gift them things for Christmas. Those also don't have to be brand new things. And it doesn't make you cheap. It makes you interested in the environment. I mean, I'm not saying that you give them a broken toy, but you know, if it's in perfect condition, you know, just clean it up, wrap it up. Somebody will be really happy to receive that. And it doesn't have to be someone that's less off or like less well off or less advantaged. It can be your own flesh and blood, your child, your niece or nephew. You know, we don't have, they don't have to have new things all the time. I mean, something that's new out of the box is new out of the box, but something that's new out of the recycled wrapping is also new to them. You know, it's just as exciting. A new toy is exciting because it's like new to you, not because it's new from the factory. Anyway, that was weird. Let's move on to wrapping. Um, Actually, I'm going to take another bathroom break before that, and then we'll move on to wrapping. So wrap yourselves up in a cozy sweater, and I'll be back. All right, here we are back again to talk about wrapping. So how can you wrap things in a low-waste, zero-waste manner? My personal favorite is furoshiki, probably really butchered that. It is a Japanese method of cloth wrapping, and it's super easy. You certainly don't have to buy the expensive um, squares of cloth for that. If you have cloth lying around, or maybe you just go to the um, fabric store and get some, some cloth for it, you know, it can be part of your gift or it's also perfectly acceptable to wrap their gift in it and just say, you know, I'd like to have that back so that I can wrap other presents with it in the future. Or you can say to them, I'd like for you to have that. And here also is like a small um, guide for how you can wrap things with it. You know, that's also fine. Um, but the point is to not let things go to waste. So if you feel like the person that you're gifting it to is not going to use it, then just say that you'd like to have it back so that you can use it again. Like I said, this is one of my favorites just because it's so nice and it's so simple. Wrapping takes no time at all. You don't need pa- You don't need tape. You don't need scissors. You literally just do different tying techniques. You can find tons and tons of techniques all over YouTube. Um, different guides of how to do it, tutorials, whatever, um, based on the shape, the size of your gift. 
I mean, it doesn't have to look beautiful. You could put a fresh flower on it if you wanted. You don't have to. I mean, you can make it yours in many different ways. Um, but I think it's one of the greatest ways people still get to unwrap something and nothing is wasted if you use these fabric, these pieces of fabric again, um, to do the same thing or maybe for another purpose. Um, something that I did a lot of last year and I mentioned already before is emptied, empty milk cartons. Um, so there's also lots of tutorials about this, but I'll break it down for you really quick. Maybe you have like, um, a carton of oat milk or whatever milk alternative or milk that you consume. Um, I'm talking about like in Germany, they're called Tetra packs. Um, it's not like a jug of milk. Um, it's a carton um, so it's normally lined with like a, I don't know, like an aluminum foil layer on the inside and on the outside is like a cardboard paper type scenario. Um, you can peel, like you can, some people crumple the bottle first, you know, really, well, important is that you wash it really well, um, inside, rinse it out, make sure you've got it all rinsed and dried out. Um, and then some people crush the bottle up. I think it makes removing the outside layer easier and it gives it more of like this deconstructed vibe, but you don't have to do that. I've definitely done it both ways. Um, you just need to have a little bit more patience and peeling the outer layer of paper off. Um, yeah. Um, it's pretty simple. You can find other tutorials to that online, um, on YouTube. <clears throat> I don't see myself making a video for this, but maybe I'll make a small video for you and publish it though. I don't drink milk out of cartons anymore. Um, but maybe I can get my hands on one. Um, I'll do my best. I'll do my best to do that for you. So check the website in about a week or so, and I'll try to upload a video of me, um, making a small like bag slash box out of recycled milk cartons or juice cartons. Um, newspaper, that's a classic. You can wrap things in newspaper if you get a newspaper or maybe you live in an apartment building and you've noticed all the Chinese takeout flyers on the floor of the lobby. Pick a bunch of those up and wrap with them, baby. Why not? Little, little different, little art, little artsy there. Um, or you could use those old Chinese menus or other paper that you might have, and you could make origami boxes. Um, maybe it's like an old book page with, I don't know, maybe it's a page from your notebook. <laughs> maybe you wrote a poem on it for them, and then you folded it. I don't know. You could get creative there, too. So that wraps up the ideas and um, gift wrapping portion of the podcast. And I just quickly want to touch on, you know, how how you can talk to your family or how you can tell people that you don't want anything or how to tell them what you actually do need or want from them. So as I said before, you know, it's not going to happen overnight that your family or friends just stop gifting you things. Um, you know, don't expect a miracle. Be patient because people do feel that, by giving others something tangible, they're showing their love and thought for you. But I think the important thing again here is to really make sure that you're opening a line of communication with somebody and that you're being very open and clear about what you expect or what you 
value. Um, so you can't just expect them to know, but you need to make it clear that you don't want things and why. Um, so, and when I say want things, I don't mean that you don't want an experience. I mean that you don't want a third tie clip or a wallet that you don't need or that you don't want that purse that they saw that they thought that you might like or that you don't need a 17th scarf. Um, There was a year that I got 34 pairs of socks for Christmas, um, which is excessive to say the least. Um, You know, but I think it's, you can just tell people that you, if they don't know what to get you, that's fine. You'll tell them (laughs) things that you would enjoy having. And we'll get to that in a second, but that also you really value not having, not getting anything because you don't want the waste and that you don't want to produce the waste. You don't want to be a part of it. You don't want to have to toss something out. Um, yeah. And do anyway, what I want to say is just make it clear that you don't want these things and why try to relate it to them so that they can understand it in their own way. You know, they're not all environmentalists. Maybe you don't consider yourself an environmentalist, but you know, relate it to them so that they can, they can try to understand and they can try to see it in this way. Something that you might want to say is, Hey, I am passionate about reducing the things I have down to the things I actually use It truly brings me joy to know that you take the cause seriously and respect my wishes while hopefully learning a bit about mindful consumption and low-waste lifestyles along the way. There are other ways to say it. You guys can be creative, but I think it's, you know, let's be clear. Let's make them make sure that they know that it makes you happy. Um, But like I said, you could offer them alternatives, So you're giving this season, you can try to give some of these alternative gifts that I've mentioned before, but you could also speak with them ahead of time, you know, before they've bought your gifts and give them a list of alternatives. So give them the ideas that I've given you, quality time, experiences, um, ask them, you know, for something specific. Maybe you could use their craft, their trade, or their expertise. Maybe you need an Excel budget template that they could definitely whip up for you. Or maybe you need your front door repainted. Whoa, why did I say repainted? Repainted. And you're just not able to take it off the hinges on your own. Or, you know what, perhaps you're like, my family, perhaps you're craving, you're like my mom and you're craving Miss Leslie's frozen amaretto pie, or that's a great dessert, by the way, or maybe you're craving Uncle Rod's lasagna, then ask them for those things. That can be the gift that you ask from them. And this, this last point that I want to make is, is a little bit tough. Um, But, you know, it's okay to say no to cheap throwaway gifts. And I mean, like, obviously you should be saying no as the buyer, but you should, like, you can also say no as the receiver. Like, and I know that that seems, like, pretty crass and, like, a little bit rude, but honestly, like, people won't learn unless unless they know. So if someone tries to give you something or gift your child something that you don't want in your household and that you've been clear about not wanting in your household and they still did it and did not respect what you asked for, then just say, you know what? Thank you, but we, we won't accept this. 
We told you, and it's really important to us. We're sticking to our guns. We don't want to waste this. We don't want it in our house. Please find someone else to give it to or return it if you can. And I know that seems crazy, but especially when it comes to like our family and stuff, I think we're able to be more honest with family than we are with friends. But it's really important that you stick to your guns and that you, that's why I said you need to make it clear why you don't want these things. And, you know, because I think a lot of times when people say no gifts, no gifts, it's like a generosity thing. It's like, no, 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 we really don't want any gifts because we already have everything we need, we want, you know. And it's like, we don't want people to go to the trouble. It's this like, I don't know if it's a Southern thing. I don't know what it is, but people don't take that seriously because they're like, oh, well, they just said that they don't want gifts, but like everybody loves gifts. They obviously want gifts. No, then you need to tell them why you don't want gifts. We don't want gifts because we don't want the waste. We don't want to have the waste in our homes. We don't want to have the plastic in our homes, or we don't want that production line to be supported. We, I mean, whatever it is, whatever your reason is, you just need to tell them. So as the buyer, I'm asking you to please, for the love of God, stop buying people things that are cheap throwaway gifts, but look at what you're buying. You know, as you hold it in your hand, you ask yourselves maybe a few questions. You could say, does anyone need this need? That's a need like N E E D need this. Will they use it or will it go to waste? Is it just for a laugh? If it is, why don't you stand and tell me three other ways that you could bring a smile to their face without that gift? You know, maybe something that doesn't involve a cheap throwaway gift. Maybe something that involves you making their favorite cocktails for them at a cocktail hour at your house. If you're only getting a gift to let them know you're thinking of them, why don't you call them instead and offer to treat them to a coffee, you know, give them an experience to show like, Hey, I was thinking of you. I value you. I value your friendship and I would like to spend time with you. Not, Hey, I was thinking of you and I got you this stupid magnet with a saying on it because I thought it was funny and I thought you'd think it was funny. Think about what it is that you're buying and think about why and think about what went into it and where it's going to end up in five or 10 years. I think that's pretty important. Right. So this has been the most chaotic episode I think I've ever recorded. Um, I said it before and I'll say it again. I am obviously not in the right headspace to to be recording today, but I really think it's an important episode and I really want to get it out before the holiday season really goes into full swing. Um, Please keep these thing, things in mind. You know, take some take some ideas with you. Um, I hope that it's helped in some way. I hope that you got something out of it. I hope maybe you've been able to come up with some ideas of your own. Maybe you saw some of your family members or loved ones in these anecdotes. Um, maybe you heard something that they might enjoy. I don't know. Um, I hope that it helps, and I hope that it it leads you to a Christmas slash holiday season of giving and receiving in a different, in a different way this year and in a more conscious way, let's say, um, in a more mindful way, not just in terms of garbage or trash produced, but in terms of your relationships with people and how you nurture those things. Um, 
yeah, so that was that was the episode. You know, email, check the website, um, or get in touch in some way. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you thought about today's episode. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Um, I may be walking. I may be talking to a wall, but you don't have to. Thank <laughs> you.